The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Hello and welcome everybody to this Friday edition of what would normally be Paranormal News, Daily Paranormal News, but I am traveling right now. Actually, I right now, as you listen to this, if you're listening on the day it came out, I'm in Mississippi. I recorded this on Wednesday of this week, and instead of Paranormal News, because Honestly, I'm not feeling all too hot, and I need to get some extra sleep tonight. I'm going to throw out a couple of episodes I did on local radio all the way back, like 2017, 16, 15. I can't, I don't even remember. Actually, I can look and see. While I'm looking and seeing, thank you so much for tuning in to the Ectoplasm Show. If you want to go online and check out our network, 2015, podbelly.com. Go over there and tell them how great you think we are and how great they are, and check out all the great shows on there. While you're online, go to ectoplasmshow.com and sign up for Ecto Plus. It's only $5 a month. And you get a lot of extra content. Coming up soon, you'll get a whole lot of extra content at the beginning of June. I am in flux on doing a daily paranormal news episode every day of the week. Or maybe going back to longer news episodes and doing other types of episodes. But if you are an Ecto Plus member, you will get an episode every day of the week at the moment. And going forward, you will get just as much content if you decide to be an Ecto Plus member. It's only $5 a month. Give us a shot for one month. Try it out for five bucks. And, um, you know, I guarantee you will enjoy it. But I am going to play on this episode two radio segments. I did a weekly radio segment with a local host every week on a Friday in 2015. The first segment we did on Nazi occultism. And the second segment we did on doppelgangers. I listened to the beginning of these so that I could see what they are about so I could tell you. But I have not listened to these since I did them in 2015. So you will get to hear what I talk about along with me. As I'll be giving this episode a listen so that I can see... What the hell I was like back then. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoy these segments from 2015. And I will see you guys next week. If you guys are in the Mississippi, southern Mississippi, New Orleans area, and you'd like to get together this weekend, this Memorial Day weekend of 2022, 
send me a message, 913-730-725. Reach out to us on any social media platform or email us at ectoplasmshow at gmail.com. And if we can make it work, maybe we could get together in New Orleans for a voodoo beer or something of the sorts. Check out some of the sites. That would be great. I would love to have a few of our listeners or even one of our listeners reach out, come explore New Orleans with us. It'll be fun. Well, I will see you guys next week after our excursion, which we will be recording a few special episodes while I'm out there. And if you are in New Orleans and you want to hang out, maybe I'll get to record with you. I'll see you guys next week. It ain't no joke. I like to buy the world a token. Teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. And teach the world to snuff the fires and the liars. Hey, I know it's just a song, but it's fine for the recipe. This is a love attack. I know when our body's back. It's just like it. The Jonathan Weir Show. It is the Jonathan Weir Show here on KMBZ. Every Friday at this time, we have Jason Kupsik from the Mid-Continent Paranormal Research Society on the show. What's the the name of your website? Midcontinentparanormal.com. See, there you go. You want to find out more of what he's doing, and you have a podcast that you do now. Yes, I am on the Ectoplasm Show and In the Dark podcast. Can I can I tell you, ectoplasm sounds a little bit, just, just a little. <laughs> what do you talk about on these podcasts? Any, just the same stuff we're uh, talking we, about. We we basically decide on a topic the week before and then research it and talk for an hour or so about it. Cool. So sounds different. Diff- any anything from ghost aliens to like what we, we're talking yeah. about. Actually, this was actually one of our podcast topics a couple weeks ago it's pretty much what i do on the show other than the researching things yeah i don't do that i just jump in and go guns they're pretty cool right i don't know you guys like them maybe yeah uh this week we're talking about nazi occultism and i find this subject to be fascinating because i really don't think that you understand the the true nature and psychology of the Nazi leaders, Hitler, Himmler, Hess, all of them, unless you understand that they had this crazy spiritualistic philosophy of of Teutonic gods and Aryan giants from Atlantis and all sorts of stuff running through their heads yeah. when they were doing all of these things. That's I mean, the anti-Semitism. It wasn't just like, well, we hate Jews because they're different. The anti-Semitism was, well, we hate Jews because of this guy, uh, von Lieberstein. I can't remember what his name was. Leaffield, I think. Um, He wrote a thing about how all of history is a struggle between races and subpar races are trying to drag down superior races and Aryans are giants from Atlantis and the Jews are always trying to destroy them. They saw themselves as like this extension of this weird Teutonic mythology, and it's it's absolutely fascinating as soon as you uh, pull the lid off of this looking into this stuff. So let's go into it. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess we could start with um, with Hitler. Mm-hmm. Hitler was actually kind of a little different in the sense that I believed that he really believed in this stuff, but he put a public face out there that he didn't believe in any right. of this stuff. Well, the thing that's interesting about Hitler is early on, he was very into it. Yeah. When he was younger in Vienna, he went to one of the big occultist guys and like hung out with him and, mm-hmm. and talked to him. And, and this guy was kind of a guru and a cult leader in the area. And Hitler was kind of one of his disciples. Uh, and then Hitler moved to Germany to get away from all the mixing of races in yeah. Vienna that he found so distasteful. Mm-hmm. He moved to Germany, uh, Joined the army. He he liked the Germans because they were more uh, pure, I guess, in his in his words. When he was in the trenches, he would do stuff like instead of writing letters home to mom, like all the other guys were doing, or writing letters to their sweethearts, he would write poems about how moon gods were giving mm, him special yeah. powers and all sorts of stuff. But you're right. As he got older, he started at least publicly to reject this stuff. Well, and he had most of the people, the spiritualists in Germany at the time of World War II, killed off. Right. Yeah. 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 Because, well, he thought they were undermining him. Yes. Because they, he didn't want people to thought. think I'm getting my powers from the moon mm-hmm. gods. They should just believe that I'm the Messiah. Well, yeah. He didn't want to have a sense that he wasn't in control of his self. That there wasn't something right um, else causing his rise to power. Mm-hmm. But it all started with... It was all the stash, by the way. Yeah. Everybody knows that. It, it was like a Samson type of thing. If he had just, if somebody had just been able to shave that stash all the way, yeah. no more Hitler. Uh-huh. That's right. He actually shaved it down himself because of wearing gas masks. Well, no. I know why he shaved his right. mustache. Yeah, I was making a joke, Jason. Good gosh. <laughs> but uh, a lady ma- named Madame Blavatsky... That's yeah. Yeah, she she, wrote, she was the original one with the Atlantis thing, right? She she changed. Um, she took uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs and Babylonian astrology and mixed them into the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And then a ga- a guy named Van List picked up the story and changed it and turned it into Northern Europe and Germany. Yep. And uh, then there was a a publication that came out. I think it was once a week, but it may have been once a month called austera in vienna and hitler read that and that was all about that's where he gained his beliefs in this stuff mm-hmm. in the in the uh, uh german master race and right and, and he yeah von Liss was the guy that that he was yes. a big follower of and this guy was like almost like a charles manson of vienna in the early 1900s and hitler was totally one of his disciples but like you said hitler wasn't that into the occult stuff at least publicly later but yeah. everyone else who was a major guy in the nazi yes. party party was uh like himmler was always looking for like spear of destiny type of thing the ark of the covenant type of stuff like that they were always trying to get these occult uh or religious or mythological items so that they could have these this extra power yeah he created the ss and modeled it after the teutonic knights Mm -hmm. which was a part of the based on the knights templar which is like the masons Mm-hmm. And they thought that they had the Holy Grail, so he actually went out looking for the Holy Grail and the Ark of the Covenant and the Spear of Destiny, supposedly. But I do know that it is documented that he actually traveled to Spain to look for the Holy Grail. Oh, really? Yeah. He thought it was in Spain? Yeah, I don't know why he thought it was in Spain, but yeah, he traveled to Spain and he went you know, all over 
Middle East and stuff as well, looking for it before yeah. World War II. No, Himmler thought he was, and I knew this before I started looking into this, but uh, Himmler thought he was like this resurrected uh, German god or king from a past yeah. era. And it's like Henry Fowler. Yeah. The Germanic emperor from the early times of Germany. And I was a Himmler, if you looked in a mirror. <laughs> You're a chicken farmer. I mean, well, I mean you're, you're a chicken farmer, yeah. and you look like a chicken farmer. You're not a king. Most of them you're in the higher up, didn't their body types and their features didn't match what they thought mm-hmm. the Aryan gods were? I yeah, mean, which that's that's something else. We'll talk about that in a minute. That's something else I've always found really curious about Hitler and and the higher ups in the Nazi party. How they were trying to create a race of blue eyed, blonde haired dudes. Mm-hmm. None of them yeah. <laughs> match those characteristics. <laughs> but there was a reason why they they didn't, and they still believe that they're part of the Aryan race. Uh, we'll talk about that as well as let's get into some of the artifacts and things that they were after and okay. and why. Uh, coming up on the Jonathan Weir show as we continue with Jason Kupsick from the Min. Mid-Continent Paranormal Research Society uh, here on Paranormal Fridays on the Jonathan Weir Show here on KMBZ. Jonathan Weir Show. Tis the Jonathan Weir Show here on KMBZ. Um, I'm Jonathan Weir. I'm joined by Jason Kupsik from the Midcontinent Paranormal Research Society. Again, what's the website? Midcontinentparanormal.com. We're talking about Nazi occultism. And I, again, find this fascinating because... Really, I've read tons of history. I watch the History Channel religiously, no pun intended here, and you rarely hear about this stuff, even though it's totally grounded in in factual historical documents. Well, they yeah. really were obsessed with this occult stuff. It's not just Indiana Jones and trying to make you know a compelling story about chasing down artifacts and, and it's a conflict with the Nazis because the Nazis are an easy, easy villain. It's... Serious stuff. They really believed that they were these Teutonic gods brought back to life, and that's where they thought they got all their power from. Yeah, and they were trying to find anything they could that they believed might boost that power, Mm -hmm. like the Spear of Destiny. What's the Spear of Destiny other than an amazing game from the 1990s? Well, the Spear of Destiny is is the the spear that killed Jesus on the cross. Well, they didn't kill him. They stabbed him with it to see if he was alive. Yeah, it would be the end because the wood would be rotten now. But um, there's some people that actually said he found it. Now, I couldn't... It was actually a reputable website, but I'm not sure about that because I would think that it would still be out there. Right. Well, couldn't you... I mean, after... Uh, Jesus died, and, and this is like way after, in the Middle Ages and in the Dark Ages, people used to sell pieces of wood all the time and yeah. say, this was a piece of the cross, and mm-hmm. they'll bring him back. It seems like 
these guys were just as hoodwinked as those people were back then, just buying pieces of wood going, this is this is Jesus' cross, that's what it is. So it seems like if you wanted to and you have the chutzpah to do it, you could sell the Nazis something and be like, hey, this is Jesus' comb. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, it'll give you amazing hair. It'll give you great hair. By the way, why were they so obsessed with Jesus? Wasn't he Jewish? I don't know if they were that obsessed with Jesus. Doesn't make any sense. They he were, was a Jewish guy. Yeah, they were obsessed with. Wouldn't uh, he be of a lower race? <laughs> I'm just saying. They look for the spear of destiny. They look for yeah. the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Jesus was a Jew. Why would they care? Well, it was what killed him. Not necessarily. So it was more like, yeah, let's get the thing that killed that Jew. I mean, that's <laughs> I, that's. Crazy. I don't know. I think they were just looking for whatever they think thought All right. could give them more power. Let's get into some of the conspiracy theories about. Uh, what happened with the Nazis and like, for instance, the hollow earth thing and where the Nazis might be hiding uh, due to their occult status. Well, I would think most of the not current Nazis of world war two wouldn't still be alive unless they were, well, they have that spirit destiny of some, and they're, um, they're fighting Peter at the gates right now. Yeah, yeah. But there was death come for me. Few, you got a sky that got the spear yeah. of destiny <laughs> that, um, in their beliefs and in their wanting to promote everything in Aryan, they believed that some of them believed that the Aryans actually came from the hollow earth, the inner earth. Mm. And this is a, the, the whole hollow earth thing is, I mean, it's really in depth out there. Um, they believed that the earth was hollow inside. There's still people now that believe. And it. they believed that the Aryan gods came out of there? There was some that that's what they claimed. Okay. But there's still conspiracy theorists today. I just saw a recent website today that was claiming that the Nazis went back to inner earth after World War II. Huh. And I don't know why they're still So not there, Argentina. But, well, that's another one. That's a more plausible one for me is Argentina. So inner earth, is that like Middle Earth from Lord of the Rings? So they, well, they, they call it Middle Earth, but they... So the I Hobbits, they they're fighting the Hobbits and yeah. Balrogs right now. <laughs> uh-huh. um, all right. So they, they were after these weird occult items. Uh, people I know believe Hitler never died, other than I guess he would have died I from think old that age. It's, um, so they it's think he's hiding in, he in the escaped. Middle Earth or what? Well, I, me personally, I think it's possible that he left uh, Berlin after the war just just as the war was ending because there's actually no proof of him dying there's well, only written proof there's well, no photos the the, the soviets found a, a jawbone that was tested to be female was there's it? a new documentary that's coming out right now uh-huh. that they tested that jawbone and it had female dna in it huh well, maybe the, Hitler was a girl. Yeah, that's that's probably what it was you know, the whole he, time. He could have been dead and buried, but the, it, there's just there's actually no proof that it was him. And there's actually a documentary coming out that talks about the they found a new tunnel because there was a tunnel that went from where he was the bunker to the Berlin airport, and a bunch of Nazis they left from that airport after the Soviets arrived, but they didn't see Hitler leave. Because they thought he was dead. But there was actually a tunnel that went all but 200 yards to the airport. And they just found this year the last 200 yards. Whoa. Well, uh, I'm just looking it up. Uh, uh, An official with the Soviets said that a KGB chief ordered Hitler's remains destroyed in 1970. 
and all that remains of Hitler's corpse are fragments of a jawbone and skull. And you're right. Uh, there's new tests that say that that's not actually Hitler. That's amazing because forever I was like, oh, they got him because mm-hmm. of the, the jawbone thing. I mean, that is something I not a big conspiracy theorist type of guy either. I'm skeptical of everything. But I always did think it's weird that this is the number one villain of all time. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's the worst person of all time. He's obviously not a good person. But Hitler, as far as the culture is concerned, as far as most people's view of history is concerned, the most evil person of all time. Yeah. Yet we never saw his corpse. We've never seen his body. No. and Well, I mean... Do you think... I think that there was definitely a reason why they would want to say he was dead i'm not saying that this is what happened i mean i don't know i don't think anybody knows that's alive today right but i think there would definitely be a reason to say that he was dead because it would effectively end the war but they did hunt down a lot of nazis they that did. escaped like did, eichmann yeah. was was found um i can't remember all the other ones but there were a lot of them that were found they just found uh, though maybe this speaks more to your point they they found an old nazi in i think ohio a couple of years ago yeah so, well, and if um, if the Russians believed that those were the bones, if mm-hmm. the Russians really believed that those were the bones, and they thought that he was dead, they wouldn't be looking for him. Yeah, good point. All right, um, real quick, uh, this is the million-dollar question here. Do you think that paranormal factors and them believing in all this stuff led to their their power led to i mean hitler his rise was very strange because to be honest germany wasn't that anti-semitic of a country it really wasn't um it i mean it was anti-semitic like a lot of places in europe was france historically much more anti-semitic england even more anti-semitic germany actually had a history of being pretty good to the jews yeah uh but for some reason, this crazy anti-Semitic little corporal rose to the heights of power and just took over this country through a lot of backstabbing and, and back-channel stuff. Well, there was a think growing paranormal belief factors- that the the Jews were at fault for losing World War One. Right. Um, I, as far as paranormal factors having to do with his rise, I don't necessarily think that somebody divined it. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's possible there was possible destiny involved, mm-hmm. that it was preordained okay. and seen to happen. See, but to me, that it's... might actually cause something to happen. If you say that this is going to happen, like you said, right. it might. To People me, tend to make his, uh, if somebody came like in to me real. and said, and I believed it and said, uh, you are going to be a nationally syndicated talk show host and you're going to make $50 million on your first contract or something like that. And here's all the things that I have to prove it. And I can see the future. And I've been right about this, this and this. It would give me a pretty big boost in confidence. Mm-hmm. It would give me a huge boost in confidence. So I wonder if Hitler, having been told by all these occultists, hey, I can look into this pool of blood and jesus's comb is over here and i scooped that through there and guess what i can see the future and you're going to be the fewer i would assume give him a pretty big boost of power uh jason kupsik from the mid-continent paranormal research society thank you so much for joining us on paranormal fridays always a great pleasure to talk to you uh coming up on the jonathan weir show a guy got lost during the new york marathon for how many days well, Sarah has that story right after the news. He's here with that right now. He will. Happening now on KMBZ. Updating the budget. The number's next. Pack it up, pack it in. Let 
The Jonathan Weir Show. That's right, baby. It is The Jonathan Weir Show here on KMBZ. Uh, usually every Friday, we have Jason Kupsik from Midcontinent Paranormal Research Society in to talk about just weird paranormal stuff because I'm fascinated by that kind of uh, angle on life and, and uh, what you do as far as investigations and stuff are concerned. But tomorrow, we're actually going to be preempted by a basketball game. So I decided to tell you to come in today so you didn't show up for tomorrow and punch me in the face when I tell you you're not going to be on air. So how's it going, Jason? Uh, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. How's your Thursday? Uh, what do you like on a Thursday? Any different? I don't think I'm any different, but this afternoon after you told me that I was going to be in here, I mm-hmm. keep feeling like I don't have to go to work tomorrow. Well, don't. Just don't show up. And yeah. then when they say, hey, you're fired, you just go, no, Jonathan, we're... Uh, made me late, and they're like that happens all the time. Never yeah. mind. You can use my name to get out of just about anything. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, it's crazy in a town like that. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. I'm just gonna let the the yeah. silence kill us. Sorry. Uh, all right. So this week we're talking about <laughs> doppelgangers. Um, and by the way, last week the the Hitler thing, people loved that. Yeah. Uh, doppelgangers though, did Hitler have a doppelganger, or was that just Charlie Chaplin? Um. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that. Charlie There's no Chaplin stories about probably, Charlie Chaplin yeah, just looked mm-hmm. like. Well, you know why Hitler shaved his mustache like that? I do. Why? Because he wanted a gas mask. To right, and it wouldn't fit. His face. And also he's cheap and wanted to save on mm-hmm. razors. <laughs> anyway, I hate everything. Uh, all right, so doppelgangers. Fun word to say. Hey, Will, can you spell doppelgangers, you son of a... Can I spell doppelgangers? Hit me. Actually, I, let me. I think it's. I think can it's. Can I spell it? Of course yeah. I can. Let, Screw you. Let me, wait a minute. Let me. <laughs> wait a second. Because I started to have second question. Second thoughts like about E L versus L E. But let's go D O P P L E G A N G E R S doppelgangers. That would be absolutely wrong. It's uh, D O P P E L. Yep, that was the only thing that I had questions about. G-A-G-E-R. Was E L E R. G-A-N-G-E-R. I was going to say, you screwed it up, too. Good job. I screwed it up while looking at it. Mm-hmm. But at least I didn't go into it with the hubris you did. Hubris, spell it. No, we're done. H-U-B-R-I-S, hubris. I don't care anymore. All right, so what's a doppelganger? D-O-P-P-E-L-G-A-N-G-E-R-S. Do you have, like, a tick? Do you have, like, some kind of weird thing where now I have to spell it every time I hear it? I think he's done. He's just looking at me. It, I-T. All right, what's a doppelganger? It means double goer in German. Double goer is, but it can range from you seeing yourself or mm-hmm. someone seeing two of you. Okay. And generally, if you see one of yourself, it's thought to be an omen of death to come in the future. And usually, you can't interact with it. You, you can't talk to it. yourself. Um, it doesn't interact with you. Does and it interact people, with other people? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Sometimes. Um, I mean, it wouldn't like interact with my wife, is what I'm saying. It's funny you should say you that. You were one amazing of the- last night. <laughs> that new move. It was fantastic. I was yeah. on the couch. I don't know what you're talking about. Pass out drunk again. One of the stories I have comes from a group that's on TV. And it, they, they didn't have it in an episode, but they wrote about it before they got on the show. And. A man called them because he was having some weird stuff go on in the house. And when they came and interviewed him, he said that it was also weird because his wife would forget half of the stuff that he would tell him. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually interacted with both. There was two of her in the house. Wait, wait. So his wife. Okay, so his wife, there were two of her. There was two of her. So and- every man's dream and nightmare. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, dudes. High fives. High fives. All right. Um, they had her. They had them in different rooms. Yeah. And their plan was to try to get them in the same room to see what would happen. Huh. And they had one in an upstairs bedroom and one in the living room downstairs. And the one downstairs they tried to bring upstairs. And they were distracting it. And turned out the one downstairs was the real one because as she was walking into the room, the one that was in the room shot into a closet door and disappeared. So just ran screaming. Is it like in Back to the Future 2? Like if you see yourself or you interact with yourself, then it'll unravel the universe? Is that what they are? They time travelers? It could Is that be. the theory? I mean, like, time travelers? Like I've told you, I try to keep it open to everything. So right. I think it could be. Okay. So there's a you DeLorean <laughs> or a big steam train park somewhere. Yeah. And that that's what they're doing. So they're time travelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abraham Lincoln apparently had one of these, right? Yes. He actually, not a lot of people know about it but he actually saw another version of himself in a mirror mm-hmm. and i have it in his own words here okay read if it i want to read I mean, it real quick usually i wouldn't be like oh just read stuff but it's abraham lincoln so it's <laughs> yeah. probably gonna be all right it was just after my election in 1860 when the news had been coming in that or thick and fast all day and there had been a great hurrah so that i was well tired out and went home to rest throwing myself down on a lounge in the chamber. Opposite where I lay was a bureau with a swinging glass upon it, and looking into the glass I saw myself reflected, nearly at full length, but my face, I noticed, had two separate and distinct images, the tip of my nose, one being about three inches from the tip of the other. He was a little bothered by it, and perhaps startled, and got up and looked in the glass, but the illusion vanished. On laying down again, I saw a second time, plainer, if possible, than before, and then I noticed that one of the faces was a little paler, say five shades, than the other. I got up, and it melted away, and I went off in the excitement of the hour and forgot about it. And he saw it one more time, a couple weeks later, with his wife in the room. Mm -hmm. So she saw it too? She didn't see it. He was trying to get her to see it, and he never saw it again, and she said that she felt that it was a sign that if he had been if he was to be elected a second term in office that the paleness of the face was an omen that he would not survive the last term wow yeah he also, i mean there was a lot of weird omens around uh lincoln mm-hmm. uh before he died like there was weird stuff like uh he was supposed to have extra security that night but uh they didn't i can't remember why but they they didn't they weren't there um, somebody got sick or something like that. And, um, there was another thing with, uh, the, the photograph of him. Like there was a photograph taken of him, like the day before he died that Matthew Brady did. And the photograph, the negative actually, cause it used to be glass. It cracked like while he was making it. And he was like, well, that's kind of weird, but, uh, I'll yeah. have plenty of time, you know, opportunities to take pictures of the president. I know there's a lot more. I just, I'm not up on it, but yeah, there were a lot of weird omens about, mm-hmm. about yeah. Lincoln uh dying that day so uh are there any other weird stories we can get into on this and also text line 2290 have you ever seen another version of yourself i know actually jason you 
had this happen to you personally, right? I, I didn't see one. I ran into somebody that thought I was somebody else, which generally, you know, that happens a lot. But this was kind of really detailed. And my grandmother actually had an interaction with what would be called a doppelganger as well. Uh, from the text line, John, on my dad's side, the women hear the angels singing just before they die. This goes back to my uh, great-grandma on my mom's side. We know at first sight, our future husband, I saw this guy from a block away that I'd never met. 18 months later, we were married. That's from Dee. So it's not the doppelganger thing, but I guess it's, it's omens. No, but as far like as the angels singing, it's well talked about people not necessarily angels singing, but being able to see their loved ones and conversing with them mm-hmm. moments before they die, hours before they die, and people just think they're kind of losing it. Right. But it's a it's a everyday thing that happens. All right, creepy stuff. We'll talk about this some more when we get back on the Jonathan Weir Show here on KMBZ. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. The only show mad? on live right now is, in Kansas City. Hammer? The Jonathan Weir Show. Why is he mad at me in this song? I told you! Did you try to touch me? Well, you make it hard to not touch you with those gigantic pants you're always wearing. You take up like 10 feet of room circumference, MC. Jerk. I'm glad you're broke. That's right. I said it. <laughs> Will shaking his head. Yeah, I went there. I went there, Starrett. That's right. Uh, I was thinking about you today. Uh, Jason Kupsik from Midcontinent Paranormal Research Society is in with us. I was uh, going on a walk around my neighborhood, uh, my uh, morning constitutional, and I'm walking down uh, this incline, and there's this girl who's walking up towards me. And it's one of those things where you see each other from like a block away, and you're like, I'm going to have to pass this hole. How great. (laughs) And uh, I see her, she sees me, and... I have headphones in, and as I pass her, she said something. And I went, what? Hold on. I took out my headphones. And she said, uh, come to Arby's. That's where we got the beef. And I thought one of two things. Either I'm hallucinating or this girl is hitting on me in a very awkward way. Or three, she's really, really into her job. Or on something. Or she was a paranormal apparition. <laughs> I don't I'm sure there's a fifth option, but I can't really think of it. So that may be that, that made me go. Think of me. That made me go. Okay, I, can I can I work this into the paranormal thing because it it weirded me out the way she said it. It wasn't like a wink, like <laughs> we got the beef there. It was that's where we got the beef. Yeah. And I was like, you're gonna kill me, aren't you? There was a lady in Shawnee that used to walk around and talk on her home phone, mm-hmm. um, wireless phone. She'd just walk up and down the street talking. Oh, really? Like that? Maybe she was doing that to me? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But she looked directly at me, into my soul, Mm -hmm. and offered me the beef. (laughs) What did you say back? I said, oh, that sounds great. I'll check that out sometime. (laughs) (laughs) And then kept walking because I was kind of freaked out. My question Uh, is this. Is there a history of people seeing Arby's employees offering them the beef before they die? I I don't think so. Okay, so I'm in the clear. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, From the text line at 2290, 
Could a doppelganger be in a dream? I used to have dreams of another version of my mom. It was scary when I realized it wasn't really my mom, and I was tricked. I don't know if I ever saw in real life. I was pretty young. My mom said that I told her that this bad mom lived in a wire in the basement, and I was scared to death to go down there because that's where the bad mom lived. I said all that text. <laughs> I could have edited it. I could have said, you know what, this is this is going on too long, but I didn't. Uh, doppelgangers well, in dreams, a dream. I mean, dreams that does... would be a completely different right. thing for the most part. Um, if you see yourself in a dream, it's supposed to be a bad omen as well. Now, seeing a double of another person in a dream, mm-hmm. I guess it could be possible that something could come into your dream. But I don't think that that's necessarily the same thing as. Well, I don't. I, it might have been. Thing. It might have been Didi uh, who texted us about this earlier. It, it was some listener I had uh, talked about her husband coming into her dream who died and like touching her bosom and saying like, "Hey, get that checked out." And it turned out she had breast cancer. Well, yeah, I mean, there, you could find any number of things a lot, a lot like that. So out there, things stories. like that happen. So yeah. if you see a loved one in a dream, it means you're going to die. What you're saying? Or you're, just like an Arby's I mean, employee is going to kill you. It could be that, or it could be that your body's just trying to tell you something. Okay. Uh, somebody on the text line said, beef equals weed. Oh, that makes so much more sense now. Uh, let's talk about your personal experience with the doppelganger thing. Somebody said they saw you somewhere else, and it looked exactly like you. Okay, well, yeah, it was kind of like that. I was probably in middle school, and I was at my grandparents' house, which was in the, in Kansas City proper, but in a different school district, different area. Mm-hmm. And I was walking down the street going to a park during the summer, and a kid my age walked up to me and called me, Jason, hey, Jason, how's it going? And I didn't know who he was, and we we started talking. And there he was. He lived there, and he went to school there. And he had a kid in his class named Jason that looked exactly like me and had a scar above his eye, like I do. Right. Which was more prominent when I was a kid because I've always had this scar. Mm-hmm. It was just a little weird. We couldn't figure out where else he might have known me. Maybe he was mistaken, but he said there was a kid in his class that looked, looked exactly, exactly like, like you me with, the, with scar. the same first name. He didn't know the kid's last name. So either it's an amazing coincidence or this kid is just the parallel version of you from a different universe? I don't know. Well, apparently he's in Prairie Village, or was. Uh, don't ever meet him. You'll unravel the <laughs> fabric of the universe, just like we learned in the documentary Back to the Future Well, too. they do say that, and I mentioned to you this off-air, but they do s- do say that there's pretty much a double for every person out there, but for this, it was just really weird because of the scar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very specific. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never had anybody say I know somebody just like you. Usually, people are like, "You're a freak," and I'm glad there's only one of you. Um, did your grandmother have a thing like this too? Yes, and my 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 grandparents never really talked about paranormal stuff before. Mm-hmm. And when I really got into it, until I was into it for a while, they never really talked about it. But I remember my grandmother a few years after I started doing this. She, we were sitting at the dinner table at a restaurant, and the story kind of came out of nowhere. Nobody was really talking about it. She started talking about a time that my uncle got into a car accident. She was in their backyard working on stuff, and he, if I remember right, he was somewhere else in the state driving. Mm-hmm. And he got into a car accident, and it was minor. But he, she swears that she was in the backyard, and he came walking around the house and walked up to her and started talking to her. And she thought it was weird because he wasn't supposed to be there. And then 
she went back to her work and didn't see him again. And they figured out it was around the same time that he got into the car accident. Wow. Now, that, that, that story is actually pretty common when somebody gets really hurt or they die. But my uncle wasn't harmed. But she still... But it was still, it was still it trauma? Was it was him. Well, no, he wasn't hurt. He, there were, well, it's still car accident is traumatic. Well, yeah, I mean, it's traumatic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. unless you really enjoy car accidents. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know your uncle. But no. I'm assuming you probably didn't like getting into a car accident. No, she said she had never told anybody that story huh. before we sat down then. Oh, and uh, yeah, uh, Jason Koopsik from Midcontinent Paranormal Research Society. What's the yes. website? Midcontinentparanormal.com. And Twitter? At MCParanormalRS. All right, great. We'll talk to you next. <laughs> you and the damn I love it, Will. Thank you. We'll talk to you next Friday at 730. Always a great pleasure to talk to you. Coming up on the Jonathan Weir Show, um, one more example of why men shouldn't be in the labor room when their girlfriend and wife is giving birth. Well, Sarah has that story after the news. He's here with that right now. And the annoying Christmas music. Hey, Will. Happening now on KMBZ, the hotel and the vote. That's next.